All right, and welcome back to the HFW Industry Shop Talk podcast. This is episode six. Today, I'm here with Ben Niedemeyer. Uh, I'm very thankful for Ben for coming on the podcast for two reasons. Uh, the first being, I don't think this is uh, your first idea of fun, Ben, so I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> uh, and second of all, maybe more importantly, it's it's also lunchtime, so I appreciate you taking your lunch to do this with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, so when we started the podcast, I think there were two major things we were trying to do. Uh, the first was communicate just, you know, any company information. So, you know, more procedural stuff, uh, kind of the, I guess the boring stuff, but stuff that's helpful for everyone to know. And then the other was to do, well, I guess then we had the, we've since developed the technical episodes, which is more targeted at potential customers, um, but also is open to anyone really. Um, but the other reason that the one that was, I think most exciting was, was getting our people on, on here and, and talking and getting to learn people's story a little bit more. Um, and hopefully just, you know, giving, giving people insight into, um, your coworker, a person you've walked by every day for the last 10 or 15 years, and you might not have known about. So, um, I think Ben is a, a great person to have. Ben came highly recommended, um, by multiple people. So thanks for being on today, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's before we get into HFW, could we start a little bit? Um, could you t- tell us a little bit about your upbringing and, and what you did as a kid and kind of how that's uh, how that shaped who you are today, especially, I would say, growing up as a Niedemeyer? Yeah, I mean, it. I grew up working on a farm next door. Um, I was pretty young when I took that role on. Um, Growing up between that and driving tractors, four-wheelers, snowmobiles, all that kind of stuff. So there's a gearhead in me and being around the classic cars that my father was around. So that got me into kind of like always doing something outside, always working on something or trying to do whatever I could to go faster with <laughs> with whatever I was doing. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a common story you hear from a lot especially the older school guys too they just grew up around you know being outside i know e- even going to visit some of our customers you're a lot of their sites are kind of in the middle of nowhere and you're like why is it here and then um it was actually i think it was my dad who was saying you know back in the day these companies they'd attract the farmers in the winter uh, and they'd come machine in the winter and then go run their farms in the summer i, I, I think there's something to that yeah um so how, how did I, I guess how did growing up around a farm and, and and how did that how does that shape your obviously um you bring that experience and you're, you're comfortable around equipment um how do you think being on a farm shaped uh your, your job now as a machinist um i think it shapes me as far as the problem solving aspect of things um you know, you're out doing something in the middle of a field or something breaks and you got to come up with a way that you got to fix it or limp it back to where you got to be to where you can actually have the tools proper to to fix things. Um, you know, it, it kind of goes with like setting up a machine for a job. You, you got to think, all right, how can I do this? How can I, you know, bring a part in to indicate it in with something's in the way you got to be able to problem solve and work your way around around those challenges. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always impressed me, guys like yourself, and um, we've got a bunch of guys like you here who just you're able to 
really like I, I guess it's it's like you're very independent but also you're just able to solve any challenge that comes your way it, it's you know like i think sometimes you have people that are very focused on one set of skills you know if you're an account they're very good at accounting but you know maybe you take you know landscaping or something and you, you hire someone to do that whereas i think yourself and and a lot of the machinists here and the welders and you know we have people who you're able to yeah you machine but then you fix your equipment um if someone has an issue with the compressor you fix that um i think that that kind of like the jack of all trades i think that's a, something that's really special to this yeah. type of career yeah it's like uh a unique set of skill trades i guess you could call it yeah well i mean i, I think that's why it's you know we have a bunch of green guys now and we'll, and we'll get into this a little bit later but it's i think it, it's how do you build it's hard to build that from scratch you know yes. you, you've grown up you've been what here 10 years but you're are you 28 i'll be i'm 29 now yes. 29 okay so you're 29 you've been working you've been working in quotes for 10 or 11 years but you really had grown up around it your whole life so right. it's kind of just ingrained in you it's how do we build that from someone from scratch at 18 right um which i think is kind of the challenge that we're facing now i guess on, on that line on the along those lines too i'm interested because um you're part of obviously the niedermeyer family and, and the niedermeyer family has a long history at hfw mm -hmm. um, and i i think it's interesting just to look at it from that angle um, because there are a couple families i know the niedermeyers and the federios come to mind especially is having played large roles at HFW. Um, how did that, how, how did coming from a family like yours, how did that influence you? And, you know, when you're graduating high school, how did you decide I'm going to go do what my dad does and what my family has done? Um, I guess what it comes down to was like when I was younger and something broke on a machine or something that I was, or a four wheel or something, I was going to my grandfather's shop and he was showing me how to make new parts for my machine. And it was just the satisfaction of being able to make that part and not having to go out and buy it. And I guess that's, that's just how, um, it's all, you know, yeah, it's, it's all I know. And, it's it's hard to explain that satisfaction of that and wanting to keep doing what um, members of my family have done and to keep that tradition going as far as you know the work life. Yeah, well, that's super cool, and, I, and that's that's the the reason I think we wanted to put a microphone behind some of these conversations is to hear that that satisfaction you get from making something. I think obviously uh, when you go on social media and you read it, you know, the, the fancy tech jobs are the ones that are getting all the, you know, they get all the praise and you, you, uh, and a lot of them can be very high paying as well, but I don't know. I mean, they're, they are cool. Don't get me wrong, but the, the satisfaction of taking a, a, a raw piece of material and turning it into something, um, I, I don't, I'm not sure you can get that satisfaction every job. No, no. So you joined HFW. Did you join when you were 18? I did my internship here when I was 17 mm -hmm. and I started full time a week after I turned 18. Wow. So I, that's interesting because we have a lot of guys now who are in that same position. They're 18, 19, 20 years old and starting out pretty green. 
what was it like back then? And and, and as you as you've kind of in the in, I would say, you're, I mean, you're still early in your career, but you're much more experienced. What advice would you give to either yourself back then or to the guys now that are um, maybe fresh out of the gate and, and early in their careers? Um, I would say if you could find somebody that will invest their time into training with you, um, all that time, because that's a lot of money from a company standpoint to train somebody to stick with them and, you know, stick with them and, and ride it out and you'll eventually you'll move up to wherever you want to be. It'll take you, whether it's the knowledge or the position that you would want to work for. I think just don't give up on it. You know, yeah. it might be something one day that bothers you and you, you want to say, you know, forget it. I'm done. You just got to push through those things and that gets better. Yeah. I think you're a great example of that too, because I know you spent a, a couple of years as a mechanic and I mean, I don't know, that's not always the, the most sexy work ever, but I mean, it's, it's critical to what we do here, obviously. And, and, um, as a result of it, I mean, you're you and maybe like a handful of other people. You, I mean, you know, the shop, like the back of your hand. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, now that's invaluable and that makes you invaluable to the company as a whole, which makes you obviously uh, a very valuable member that I know we're going to do everything we can to keep you because we need you. So I think it's kind of a, a two way street there too. Right. Right. So I guess now is a little bit different when you, cause even 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when you came to the business, we still had a lot of like the legacy old school guys. What lesson did you learn from, you know, th those very old school uh, machinists and thermal sprayers and, um, what did you take away from them? Good, good, or, or maybe bad? I guess would be, don't, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Um, cause it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, when it happens, you just put it behind you and, uh, focus on what you're doing, really pay attention. Um, and just, yeah, pay attention to what you're doing and, and try, try not to give up on that focus. Yeah. I think that's, we, we have all these jobs that are, you know, a hundred hours or 110 hours. And it, it's, I think, and it is, so you can see the value of the job. You you can, you see the dollar value and, and you know how much, you know, we're shipping out parts that are, I mean, the range all, ranges all over, but several thousand dollars. And just to think that, you know, what these things are going to do is going to, um, you know, the, the way we're marketing it is, is, you know, our work is helping other companies save lives. It's, it's helping other companies, um, put food on the table. It's helping other companies, uh, provide power to all of us. Right. And so each and every, that, that detail matters yes. and it, that detail is crucial. And I think that's something that, um, we try to ingrain in everyone. And I, I know you're a great example of that. Um, so I guess more personally, so now you're 29 how have you changed from when you were, you know, in your teens and in early twenties to now? And, and how has that, how has that progression been for you? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I like to think that I got more mature. <laughs> I like to think that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, that's, that's a tough one for me. Yeah. 
that I couldn't really, I can't really put a, put a point on that one. Yeah. I mean, you still got a lot of time, so. Yes, I got a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Every day is a new challenge, right? Yes. So, actually, I wanted, so one of the questions I had thought about was what was something that most people at HFW wouldn't know about you? So, I guess I'll let you answer that first. What is something that most people want to know about you at HFW? Um, I have a five-year-old daughter Aww, okay. that together we're building a car together. Really? It's uh, that's five years old. Yes, I had a I had a car that I put a put a new motor in. She had to have been probably three years old, <laughs> and she was out in the garage hanging around with me, crawling underneath the car, seeing what I was doing. And uh, just this last year, I I pulled this car out of my dad's backyard, and I asked her, I go, you want to help me build this car? It can be your car when you grow up, and she was all for it. So we've been plucking away at, at building this little car for her. So wow. that's, that's our, awesome. our little project that <laughs> I can teach her as much as I know. At five years old, yes. wow, that's, that's impressive. I mean, that's, that's like what you were just talking about with your childhood, too, and I think yeah. I mean, at five years old, she's, I mean, just the, I don't know. I, I'm super um, intrigued by that. I think that's so cool. And, and just, I mean, the, the practical skills you learn from that, even if she doesn't become a mechanic or a machinist or something that uses that, but having that knowledge. The knowledge is, it's invaluable. Absolutely. Okay. That's super cool. I also wanted to bring up that you are a volunteer firefighter, correct? I am. Yes. And so what, what does that entail? What does that is that a lot of late nights or what does that look there's, like? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of late nights. I mean, there's been times where I've come here on two hours of sleep and, <laughs> you know, that's, that's something that another thing you get the satisfaction of helping somebody when, when they're in need, you know, it, never know what time of day it's going to be, but you always try your best to be there and, and help out and do what you can. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, you kind of covered this a little bit. What, what is something that you are proud of? What makes you proud? I'm proud of all the things that I've learned, all the things that I've accomplished as far as becoming a, a firefighter successfully and, and learning all these machines to the ability that I know. Um, and just the, the overall progress of my life that I've made between family and work and being able to balance all that, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I think that's something that is really important to us as a company too, is this idea of, of family and not, I think it's a little bit cliche when people are like, oh, we're a family here at work because mm -hmm. work is never your family, right? I, and I think we want to be a team. We want to be really tight to right. each other and really close. But at the end of the day, your family at home is who you're providing for. Right. And I, I think that, I don't know, I, I would like to think that one thing we we do a pretty good job of is allowing people to build that life with their family, both financially, obviously with um, coming to work and getting paid, but also, um, you know, giving people that time, mm -hmm. um, both, uh, you know, we have the overtime that's available if, if people want it, but I don't think people are usually forced. I don't, we don't really force people no. to work overtime. No. And, um, the four day week too, I know is, is that that's the best pretty popular. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Okay, but, but like you also too, you not only your family at home, but you you do develop 
relationships with your coworkers that you become friends and you hang out outside of work, not and and that's pretty cool too. Yeah. I mean, I'm always amazed just talking to people around the company, whether it's in the engineering office or in the shop or um, talking to the inspection guys. You always learn a different story about someone that you did not yes. know before. And it's um and some of it we can't repeat here, but it, it, a lot of it we can. And it's just so interesting. You learn about people. And and also, I think it's important. I, we were talking with Eliza about this on when he was on. You have to know a little bit about a person's background. Like this whole idea that you don't bring your life to work is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Because whatever is happening in your life, good or bad, you're bringing that to work, right? Like right. If, if, you're, if you had a really good weekend, you're going to come into work in a better mood on Monday versus... If your pet died, for example, you know, you have to kind of know that. Right, so right. Um, I don't that that's that's something that I think we've tried to try to differentiate by a little bit by. And, and I think, you know, having families like your family and um, Fidario's and now the Newman's. Well, we got, we got we have two Newman families here. It's a fun yeah. fact. Yes. Um, so I, I think that's something that helps reinforce that. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So. We've talked a lot about the past today, but as we look ahead, what what's something that you look forward to? What's a, a dream of yours or um, what inspires you? Hmm. Uh, that one's that one's tough. Uh, I just like to see myself keep keep ex, uh, keep excelling in in what I'm doing and. I like to see where it takes me. I don't know where it's going to take me, but I'm going for the ride. That's a great attitude. I, I think that's something that I'm decent with. I'm trying to get better at because I tend to like to plan out, okay, here's what we're doing now. Here's what we're doing now. But especially with your future, especially if you get further out than like a month or so, mm-hmm. you can't plan that. No. Like it, you, and you just have to be open to it. And I think... Um, I think you've done a great job of that with your journey at HFW and in life. And um, I know we're excited to to see where where you go here. I mean, we're yeah, you're a crucial part of of the the success of the company. Um, all right. So, last hard hitting question: If you're not working, uh, what can what could people expect to find you doing? Hmm. Could either be at the fire hall. Uh, hanging out, you know, I bring my daughter there all the time, uh, between that or working out in the garage or doing whatever I can outside, maybe taking the dogs for a walk you know, nice. once. or camping. I'm a big <laughs> camper. So. Wait, so you said a couple of things there. So dogs, plural. Yes. You have, what kind of dogs do you have? I have a, a little beagle mix <laughs> and a yellow lab. Uh, okay. So. I got to show my grandfather. Yeah, he he's seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the extent of of what I do. It's yeah. nothing nothing too exciting. What keeps you going every day? It's something different. Yeah, and like we said, there's especially in with what we do, and and um, obviously uh, being a firefighter and, and running machines there's always something new and and i think sometimes it's sometimes it's annoying right there's always something mm-hmm. breaking but mm-hmm. that's what makes it interesting and then this you, you tell the stories of about the the challenging times not the you know the good times you 
whatever. But it's, it's the, the challenging times where everyone's coming together that you tend to remember. Right. Yes. All right. So I, I think we've, we've covered a lot here. And I, again, I really appreciate you doing this, yeah, Ben. No problem. Um, anything else you'd like to add? I don't think I really have anything else to add. All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this. This is, again, this is exactly what we're trying to do is, is just tell people's story. And even in this conversation, I've learned a lot about Ben that I didn't know. And um, we're just trying to be the, the best employer that we can possibly be. And um, hopefully one way we can do that is through episodes like this. So until the next one, uh, thanks for listening and, and we'll see you soon.